Welcome to the haunt. Hello. Happy almost Halloween. On the day that we're recording this, it is. It's almost Halloween, I think. October. When, when is this, when is this, this episode coming out? Um, I have it written down here. This episode is coming out on October 11th. I have to find my That's notes right. here. Here we go. Oh, I'm kind of cheating with today's topic. Oh, why are you cheating? Because this is How something, is it cheating? <laughs> something I, I didn't really do a lot of research for because I already knew a lot about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did research for but that was for, because this is from the tour. Oh! <laughs> Dude! What? Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I kind of alluded to what I was going to talk about last time. Yeah, a little bit. To me, at least. Yes, yes. We're going to be talking about the Chauncey Griggs Mansion, which yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I surprisingly hadn't heard of this place before I started doing research for this tour thing. I hadn't heard about this place either. But it is considered to be the most haunted house in Minnesota. For those who don't know, this is a historic house on Summit Avenue. And Summit Avenue is... If y'all aren't from <laughs> the <laughs> Twin Cities. <laughs> Summit Avenue is beautiful. a really, it's a really long street, first of all. <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> really long for no reason. <laughs> and it's one of the oldest streets in St. Paul. It's got a lot of Victorian-style homes, oh, a gorgeous. lot of history, and pretty much the entire street, I think, is... Like protected by the historical society. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they yeah. Have, there are a lot of it. So it's, very much, and it's kind of like a public park too. Like you could, people are yeah, walking there it, all the time. It's gorgeous. Literally, it's an, it's a beautiful place. It is, yeah. And I was doing research to uh, give tours of on Summit Avenue, like ghost tours, and this is the most haunted spot on the tour. So I'm like, we're gonna talk about it. That's exciting. Cause yeah, I. I just drive up Summit Avenue randomly. I'm like, oh, I'm in the area. Yeah. You should check out the Chauncey Griggs Mansion. 476 Summit Avenue. 476. Yes. It's a gorgeous looking house. Built in 1883. The original owners were Chauncey and Martha Griggs. They only lived there for a few years before moving to Washington State. <laughs> so it's Washington. It's called the Chauncey Griggs Mansion just because Chauncey Griggs was the first owner of the house. But there have been multiple owners, and I mean multiple. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually burned down in 1910 and was gutted and rebuilt and was later donated to St. Paul Arts and Science Center. In 19, yeah, in 1939, it was opened as the art school for St. Paul Arts and Science oh, nice. Center. Yeah. Yeah, it was an art school for about 30 years. And the school is responsible for adding the giant skylight, which if you look at the front of the house, there's a giant 
weird looking skylight. It kind of looks like a um, solar I panel. S- I need to see <laughs> But the skylight was used for natural lighting in the painting studio. Okay. Yeah. In the 1960s, it was purchased by a man named Carl L. Wascheski, who was the owner of a metaphysical publishing company called Llewellyn Worldwide, where he published books on the occult. And he's also credited with playing a leading role in the rise and spread of Wicca and modern paganism in America in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. This house. Yes. You know this house? This is my favorite house. Yeah. On, like, anytime I'm on Summit, this house, I'm like, wow. I love this house. And I'm like, it would be such a pretty venue for a freaking wedding. It looks gorgeous, but it also looks creepy. Like, I'm not going to lie. It Do does you know look me? creepy. <laughs> yes. That's, it's, that's, a, that's beautiful. That's what I yes. want. Yes. <laughs> I love that house my favorite house on summit like no lie really yeah that's awesome legit my favorite without house you on. knowing what it, house it was yeah without you knowing what the house most it haunted was house in minnesota <laughs> like you're not gonna believe some of the stories Founded from this house wicca. he's a cope spread of wicca well he bought the house because of the reports of it being haunted really yeah see that makes sense yes i love that yeah so he he's probably aside from the art school the longest owner of the house I love it. Because most people get too freaked out and sell it right away. <laughs> There's actually rumors right now that the people who own it now are trying to turn it into a daycare center. Do not put... <laughs> Which, like... Do not put babies in there. I, why are do we not trying put to babies in there? children? <laughs> I don't... Like, it does not seem like a good idea. And I don't... I. It is just a rumor. There's no proof to, like, I back up that that's, that's what they're doing. I hope that doesn't happen. But, like, oof. It was also, I heard it was sold to these newest owners for $100,000. A mansion? <laughs> this is like a multi-million dollar home. I could have bought was sold that home. So could I. Like, because it just, it doesn't, people, it moves hands so often, and people just try to get rid of it as quickly as they can. <laughs> now I'm going to watch this house to get yeah, put up for could, sale put on and the market. I'm gonna snatch it up yep, yep. it's gonna be mine well the upkeep of it is pretty expensive too though uh, but still like you could charge people for doing ghost investigations yeah there. Oh, like that's oh, what yeah. I would do if I owned it 100% yeah but anyway well, like, I got brothers to do the upkeep that's fine perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's what I sent my dad a picture so there's just this completely demolished house and I sent it to my dad being like hey here's a house that I can afford to buy and he like very serious was like very seriously was like, well, hey, you got friends and family that can help you spruce it up. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly, Dad, <laughs> this house is literally in shambles. <laughs> you want to rebuild an entire house for me? Go for it. Why not? <laughs> so Why he's not? making me go drive by it next week. <laughs> I love it. I, I really do love I'm it. Like, okay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Aside from the point, so, yeah, this house was bought by Carl L. Wascheski in 1964. He used it as his home and place of business for many, many years. Um, And he has had numerous experiences at this house. I love it. Yeah. 
uh, one that is often talked about is he. There's a window in the house mm-hmm. that apparently just stays open. Yeah. You shut the window, it opens back up again. And so I'm pretty sure it was this Carl Wastrzewski guy who actually nailed the window shut. Oh, that's aggressive. And <laughs> it was open again. So like, <laughs> there's just there's a window there that has to stay open. I mean. <laughs> It's a little cold in the winter time, but I guess yeah. I digress. Yep, yep. Um, he also reported hearing footsteps in the night, which very common. So and um, <laughs> he says he saw an apparition of a man and a woman. And uh, according to him, they're not believed to be true ghosts, but vibrations of former occupants. <laughs> So I think he thinks it's more of, like, an energy signature rather than, like, a ghost. If you're seeing a... No, this... <laughs> Is he on drugs? Delusional? I mean, he's, what year he's was an this odd in? fella. And this was in the late 1960s. Well, he was there from oh. 1964 to, like, oh, gosh, I want to say, like, the 80s. Oh, so it could have been any time in between. So you there. had some LSD. You had like yeah, it's you, possible. You, you had some acid. You what, yeah. well, this he's a, he's a fascinating dude. He really is. He um, what did it say here? During the fifties and sixties, he was um, he was like a huge civil rights and liberties guy. Oh, okay. Well, I love that, but you're also, they're not true ghosts. They're just vibrating. That's the dumbest shit I've heard. (laughs) It's a ghost. Um, It was a vibration. You would just feel the energy around you. You wouldn't see an actual (laughs) figure pop up, my guy. I mean, yeah. (laughs) The energy's in the house. Some people, though, read energies different than other people like some people can walk into a place and be like oh there was this person who lived here at this time because they well, can like yeah but energy but their energy is there but this means but if they're go- that's a ghost yeah you saw a whole person it's a ghost yeah i don't know that yeah we're gonna get more into like the hauntings of this house later because it's it's weird is it weird like i don't get why this house specifically Did people is die so there yeah but not very many okay it's there's some really weird stuff like i don't know if maybe this carl was guy did some things to stir more things up because there's just there's a lot of weird stuff going on at this house but then again he did buy it because people said it was haunted which is also why i'm just like because it was bought it for that reason and then you're sitting because a lot of the stories come from when it was an art school which was before he purchased it right so it's like why like, I don't know. There's, I don't get it. <laughs> There's no I don't reason. Understand. There's no reason for this house to be what it is. Um, in 1969, three journalists from the Pioneer Press attempted to stay the night. They were all skeptics. <laughs> and, I'm mostly when they're not skeptics now. Well, uh, well. <laughs> uh, beforehand, they did a walkthrough with a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And this medium told them that the fourth floor is going to be the place where all the activity is going to happen. So that's where you should spend the night. The fourth floor? The fourth floor is the most active floor in the house, okay. aside from the basement. 
but oh, we're gonna get to the basement because the basement actually freaks me out. It looked creepy, huh? Yeah. It looked like a St. Paul basement. I I don't know what it looks like, but oh, it's creepy as shit. Well, because it was apartments during the time it was a art school. Oh. So like a bunch of different people lived in this basement, and there's hmm, weird okay. stories. All right. So. So these three journalists you know, get ready to spend the night on the fourth floor. And uh, they oh. run out in the middle of the night because they hear footsteps on the stairs. Amateurs. Okay, it's just footsteps. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Way to be dramatic. It's just the footsteps. But also the footsteps probably come with like a really eerie feeling. You know, I get it. I ran out of uh, the, what is it, the Connecticut room for seemingly no reason. <laughs> that wasn't no reason, but like you're coming to but, you a know, haunted like we don't know place what they were going through. Other side evidence, from, yes, no, they were going to there to write a st- article about this house in the Pioneer Press. But but why they would they? Did. But why would they stay the night then if they weren't trying to see some shit? Because they didn't believe anything would actually happen. They like they actually thought nothing was going to happen. That's cute, right? Right. Um. <laughs> So that's kind of a brief history of the house. Okay. Now we're going to move on to the hauntings. I'm excited. There's a lot. Okay. So there are six ghosts that a lot of people talk about. So these are the six main ghosts of this house, we'll say. Yeah. Because multiple people have seen them, felt them, heard them, all this stuff. Beautiful. So I believe... In the early 1900s, there was a maid who had killed herself on the top floor. Thanks. Yeah, said to be a love affair gone wrong. Oh. Which. With the owner? I don't know. It sounds a lot, it's very similar to the four-paw story. Do you know that story? The four-paw story. You know, there, okay, so. Okay, let's get into this. It's not a visual medium, but she just tries to wipe (laughs) my hair that's up in a ponytail. Her hair that's literally up in a ponytail (laughs) and it's not even a—it's not even in her face. But she tried to be so cool about it and swipe it away like there was something there. It was cool. I appreciate. Don't take that away from me. The effort, but there was no hair in your face. (laughs) Nope, I did it to be really cool, and it was really cool. So (laughs) they can't see it. (laughs) They can't see. Anyway, I can't see it. We're going to go on a little tangent and talk about the four paws. Okay, yeah, what is that? So, Joseph Fourpaw lived in Minnesota back in the early days of Minnesota. <laughs> Mainly prairie land is what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. When right here was prairie land, <laughs> Robert no, Street wasn't here. We actually land. talk about him on this tour because oh. we talk. We start at his second mansion. So his first oh, mansion. Yeah, well, sort of. So he, because <laughs> the first mansion, I think, is where most of the activity actually is. But there is weird stuff going on with the second mansion, too. But whatever. His first mansion is very <laughs> similar to the story of the maid. But first mansion, he, um, it was turned into Four Paws Restaurant. Have you heard of that? Because the restaurant closed down in 2019 because the head chef died. I think and, I heard something about that. Yeah, because it, it was a really famous restaurant in St. Paul that people knew was haunted. Like, that's what it was known for. Yeah, I think I've never been. Mm-hmm. 
But I think I remember hearing about like it shutting down because the head chef died, which yes, get a new head chef. I well, and I was so upset because <laughs> we were gonna go there. Me and my friend were gonna go oh, there. Oh yeah, because like it's haunted. Let's go. It's got it's, it was a really good restaurant. Oh yeah, pretty pricey, but like really good. Like why didn't you get a new head chef? Why like why? because I think the head chef and the owners I think were really close, and I think they kind of. I don't know. I don't think they opened it together because it opened in the 70s. Yeah. But I think, you know, they just didn't really feel like it would be the, the restaurant they wanted without the head chef that they had. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> in, yeah. So, that was the first house that Joseph Forpaugh and his family lived in. In that house, he had an affair with a maid named Molly. Okay, why are all the maids' names Molly? And why do they all have an affairs? I feel like I hear that quite a bit often. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a very <laughs> cliched story. And I don't know if that was just, like, the times. It's what people did. Or if it's just the story we give to all these ghosts that are around. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I don't really know. But either way. So he had an affair with the maid Molly. His wife, Mary, found out because everyone was named Mary. And uh, <laughs> she said, okay, here's the deal, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Here your wife, go. so you got you to gotta either stick with me or if you choose Molly, I'm, I'm out. And he was like, okay, well, this is the late 1800s. I can't, yeah, I can't just ditch my wife, so we're going to go break up with Molly. He goes to break up with Molly. She goes, here's the thing, dude, I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay, here's the thing. I'll pay for you to get an abortion. And she's like, hmm, can I think about that? <laughs> and he goes, sure. <laughs> so she's still working for them at this I'm time. I'm sorry, what? That's why. <laughs> wait a minute. Like it's... <laughs> you say, wait a minute. She's working with them. For that. Still, I would, if I... <laughs> for one, if I was the wife and I found that, that my husband's cheating me with the maid, for one, I'd be out regardless. I don't give a fuck. Well, this was... I get it. The, I yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. But, bitch, bye. And then she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. Is she actually, though? Because there's no pregnancy test back in the day. You've That's gotta, why you, it's you, a rumor. You just gotta You just gotta hope, wait, maybe pray, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, so he gives her a few days to think about it. Goes to check in on her again in a few days and finds her hanging from the chandelier. I'm such a bad person. Let's play chandelier by Sia. did not word that very well. So 
Edward said that Molly haunts what was the restaurant. <laughs> and then Joseph Warpaw obviously went through some severe mental issues after this whole incident. <laughs> they went <laughs> The family went to Europe for a while to figure out his mental problems didn't figure it out because it was the 1800s right what did we figure out (laughs) right moved back to minnesota onto summit avenue okay so that's why it's his second mansion so he didn't own them both at the same time okay but yeah so (laughs) yeah so very much similar story at this house made killed herself because of an of an affair gone wrong right okay um when it was an art school a lot of people have claimed to feel this maid's presence. She apparently would be seen as a white mist. Oh, okay. And a lot of art students would regularly feel her behind them Ooh. as they're painting and working on their easels. I think she enjoyed when it was an art school. Probably. Probably yeah. was a nice little... A lot of these stories are from when it was an art school because... It was more open to the public. Yeah. Right? So we right. have a lot more stories then. For sure. <laughs> Whereas it's privately owned now and has been since. And so we don't get as many stories because people who live there aren't going to be like, hey, guess what? This happened. In my I would house. have a whole blog. I would have a right? YouTube channel. I do. We should maybe invest in this property if it goes up for sale again. Oh. Buy it as a hot podcast. My God. That'd be so fucking Let's cool. Let's shake on it. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Why is your hand sweaty? You okay? No. <laughs> Am I ever okay? No. You sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I guess everyone's okay sometimes. <laughs> Life's a little crazy right now. Life's always crazy. Clearly. I'm also high, more caffeinated than normal. I'm very under-caffeinated and unmedicated. So we've swapped. We- <laughs> medicated now no okay (laughs) no not really unless you include meditation i mean that's not medication but hey it sounds very similar (laughs) sounds very similar yeah yeah i'll take it so the second ghost that people often talk about is a spirit by the name of charles wade we actually have a name for this one Charles was a gardener at the house. Oh, fun. Uh, He spent a lot of time in the library, which is where he is mostly seen today. Um, Previous owner of the house had set up the library as his office. Okay. Was sitting in there one day and uh, looks up, sees a man standing in the doorway just staring at him. This man was thought to be Charles Wade. (laughs) What's up, Charles? Yeah, what up, dude? Pop um, my guy. <laughs> yeah, he apparently loves to read, loves to learn new things. So people often hear like papers rustling in the library when Aww. no one's in there, and he's just—he's always there. Hey. Yeah. It's a happy place. Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, there is another apparition of a man in a black waistcoat and black top hat, and he's just kind of seen throughout the house. Huh. He's just kind of there. People think that he might have been a teacher at the art school or that he was a previous owner. 
But a lot of times he's just seen sitting on the couch, just kind of looking around. Just in a black waistcoat. Yeah. In a in top hat. Yes. Does he have a cane? I don't know. I feel like he's like he have a cane. I don't know, but I could see him having a cane. Right? Yeah. It's, I just feel like he, I feel like he has a cane. See, and that's what's weird about this house is I feel like there's so many like stereotypical hauntings, <laughs> right? Because like the black top hat and black waistcoat and a cane, very stereotypical ghost, right? Oh yeah. It. Yeah, like <laughs> getting very haunted mansion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even like haunting of Hill House, you still have to watch that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so good. What? That's fine. It's just Charles Wade saying, hey, thanks for talking about me. It literally, I kid you not, it, it was like that. We're talking flame. about the candle flame, by the way. The flame just like bounced back and forth, like off. This, yeah, this. like it's doing now. No, but like. It was it, off the wick? Yeah, like it was off the wick going back and forth and then came back to the wick. I don't know what that was about. What up, Charles? And now it's just, it's getting very big. Well, maybe it's this guy who wears a black top hat and waistcoat. Oh, hi. Do you have a name, dude? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not going to be able to know if he responded anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, there's another teenage girl, either named Abigail or Amy. Those are both names that psychic mediums have come up with. Okay. And she's rumored to have killed herself in the house. Yikes. Yeah. But she's known for playing pranks and moving things around and is sometimes seen peeking through the curtains in the windows. Okay. You, okay, listen here. Don't be creepy. Why not? I love that. Window, listen, ghosts peeking through windows is probably one of my favorite things. Really? Because they make the best pictures. Yes. I, I love them. I don't think there's any pictures of her, but we're looking it up. I don't know. I, I, I find it creepy. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't think there's any pictures of her. But I love it. That's like my favorite thing. I would love to get inside this house. I think I'm going to go over there and take some pictures of it for our Instagram. Ooh. So anyway, she likes to play pranks, move things around, Prankster. switch the lights on and off, that type I don't of mind thing. That. Yeah, around. yeah. She likes it. she likes to be seen, and she likes to scare people. I fucks with it. Right? Yeah. I fucks with it. It's great. <laughs> it's great. There is also a mysterious apparition of an old man. Oh? No one knows who this guy is, where he came from. He's never been associated with the house. Nothing like that. And he's got long white hair and no shoes. And he's seen mostly on the first floor, just walking around mumbling something to himself that no one can understand. Um, <laughs> Imagine. Imagine giving, this place being a daycare. It's giving the cage. Right? It's giving the cage. Right? A little bit, yeah. With that the guy old in the man ca- that floated. Oh. Oh, that, that guy still haunts me I, in my dreams. Oh gosh, I just I get goosebumps every time I talk about that one. But I still haven't shown you the video of her like recreating that. You haven't. But but this guy seems a lot more like so the guy in the cage seemed a lot more 
I don't want to say evil, but like intentional. Yeah. Whereas this guy seems like he just doesn't really know what he's doing, where he's going, what's going on. Is it like a, like a homeless person? It could be. I mean, it is St. Paul. And well, and why would you not haunt this mansion if you were dead? <laughs> I mean, there is that. Yeah. Ooh. If you had the choice. <laughs> right. There is that. So, I mean. Yeah. So, he's a weird one. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The last... Um, oh, I think that was the last... Oh, no. There's also a little girl who asks if people will play with her. And then she kind of disappears. And people are like, huh? Oh, bye. Yeah. So those are the main ghosts that multiple people have seen. What was that? That was my phone. Oh. (laughs) So those are the main ghosts that multiple people have seen and described similarly. So we know that these are here. Now we're going to move on to the basement. Because the basement is wild. Basements tend to be, so... Uh, so, during their, its days as an art school, as I mentioned before, the basement was turned into different apartments. I think it was kind of used as, like, a on-campus housing type of thing. Okay. I think. But... Multiple people, especially women, will hear, will hear children laughing in the basement. That's what I've, like, that's, I don't understand no. where these things come Mm-mm. from. I don't understand where nope. these things come from. It gets no. worse. It gets worse. No, I don't want to hear no kids laughing in no basement. I can handle that. What I can't handle is some of this other stuff that happens in the basement. Fucking what? Multiple people have woken up in the middle of the night. Oh, God. And reported seeing floating baby heads. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said floating baby heads? That is what I said. Correct. I am crawling out of my skin right now. Uh Uh-huh. This is a, that's a joke, right? No. It's a joke. This is. Tell me a joke. Say, ha funny. No. People have seen floating baby heads in the middle of the night. I shit myself. Right? Right? I literally would shit a brick. Okay? That's I, why I, the basement really freaks me I out. I don't under... Why is there floating baby heads? Like, that's what I'm saying. Where does this come from? This is like, what? Like, where does it come from? This is... This... This... I'm... I'm... I don't have words. Mm-hmm. I'm... Now I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Now I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. That's why... The basement is a whole other story. See, that's why I don't the fuck with basements. That's why I don't fuck with basements. Because this... <laughs> Nothing good happens in a basement, okay? And my mom is trying to buy a house. Oh, shit. And, like, I also live in the basement, in the finished basement. But, like, yeah. Yeah, some basements are not okay. As we're in the basement. This is fine. It's, a, it's an above-ground basement. But I'm, I'm literally stressed. Yeah. I'm stressed. Yeah. No, I feel ya. I, trust me, I feel ya. Okay. There's All more. Right. There's more. They say there's more. There's more. Um, multiple people have also woken up in the morning after sleeping in the basement with human-sized bite marks around their ankles. I'm going to kick somebody. I- <laughs> for one. For one. For one. For one. Don't 
bite me. Okay, I karate chop my kids when they try to bite me. Ariel's in the well, face wants to bite. Okay, first off, biting pisses me off. Second off, you're biting my ankle. I don't like being people being by my feet. Okay, so not only did you bite me, <laughs> now you're by my feet. Now I really want to kick you in the chin because like, what are you doing? <laughs> See, this is what I don't get about the basement. Is that there seems it's like a kid energy, but I don't think it's kids. There, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh like it's something trying to impersonate kids, and that's what freaks me out about it. Ankles. Yes. How did you not wake up? That's what I'm saying. How did you not wake up? Yeah. I would have startled. I would have instant reflexes. You're getting kicked in the chin. Whoever is biting my ankle is gonna get kicked with my other foot in their face. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it feels different if a ghost is biting you compared to a actual human. Because <laughs> it feels different if you get scratched by a ghost and someone bruise. scratches you. Yeah, but you're not going to feel it until after. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm telling you, it's wild. I'm telling you, someone get kicked. <laughs> I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. I know. I'm stressed. I know. I'm t- the basement, man. The basement. Can you sense my stress? Yeah. It like went yeah. up like fifteen. No, I know. Levels. I'm. Stressed. I'm aware. I'm stressed. Uh, the last thing in the basement we're gonna talk about is uh, there's a professor at the art school named I think this is his actual name, which oof, Delmar Klob. Your parents hated you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so he was a professor at the art school. He lived in the basement. He was... Wait. With students? Probably. I don't know. I don't know who they rented out these apartments to. Maybe staff, mostly. Just probably some students. I don't know. But he was dreaming one night, as everyone does at night. And, uh, he, in his dream, felt really, really, really cold. So cold that he woke up and realized mm. that he was feeling cold because there was a man standing above him, pressing three fingers to his forehead, and the fingers were what was cold. He was described as having a long, stretched face. <laughs> and... Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) And uh, so he woke up, and this man, instead of like startling and backing away, just slowly removes his fingers from his forehead. And so Delmar Klob is thinking, this is some guy dressed up trying to prank me, except for this man backs away and disappears into the wall. And, you know, there, I don't know if you know this theory, but there's a theory that when a ghost puts three fingers on you, that means they're trying to possess you. <laughs> so My the basement, blood pressure just raised. <laughs> <laughs> I think the basement is a whole different story compared to the rest of the house. The rest of the house is, like, fun. There's just people I need hanging a out. What the hell? The basement is, like, I, there's something dark here. What the... <laughs> Three fingers. Yeah. Elongated face. Yeah. 
standing above him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm already black in my blood. You know, we have bad blood pressure as it is. My blood pressure is through the roof. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking fart attack. What? Yeah. No! That's mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's like I I, I don't even wait, huh? Okay, I'm like, okay. Um some people I'm I just got chills all my body. Yeah. All over my body. So some people equate this this spirit that was pushing the three fingers to the spirit of the man with a black waistcoat and black top hat. Because people say, people who have seen him say, yeah, his face is kind of long. Um, but then also... But you thought that a guy was in his, was wearing a mask. Yeah. That's not having yeah. a long face. That's having that face was distorted, and he thought it was a mask. There is something very dark in that basement. I know, like I feel that in my soul. The rest of the house is fine. Just the basement, like. Um. Also, who was it? The what's his name? Charles Wade is also described as having a long face. So people think that could have been him, but. It doesn't make sense with, like, having it a long face. You know? Yes. Like, that just, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's not, the math ain't mathin'. If dude right. thought the dude, if dude thought someone came into that place, or someone was pranking him that also lived there, mm-hmm. and they had a mask on, mm-hmm. that's not just having a long fucking face. It's have it get that, yeah. you're, like, basically fucking, what is that? Starry night dude. Yep. Like. The, the scream. Yeah, or like the the scream, you know, ghost face, you know. Right. Yep. Ugh, I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like in our neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what, what I think is kind of wild about this. I have a headache. Yeah. So. I, oh, I just touched my tattoo. Careful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I gotta wash it. I haven't washed it yet. So. There's this website here that ta- goes through a bunch of all this stuff, and it does say that it's privately owned, and the people who own it don't want to be bothered by people looking for ghosts. But like, I'm very tempted to just like find a way. But to you be like, should, hey. you should let them let it be. Yeah, it's a good money maker for you, right there. Seriously though. Yeah, and it can all be under the counter. You don't got to play taxes on it if you don't want boom, to. Boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm looking for ways to fool the IRS, but you know. <laughs> um, so we're just gonna go through what this website says about the hauntings because they list a bunch of different things. Some of it we already went over, so we'll just briefly go over this. But um they talk about the maid. They say in the early twentieth century she appeared to a young servant and a butler on the fourth floor hallway. And her presence has been felt strongly by many throughout the years. Um, she is perhaps one of the entities that climbs the stairs to the fourth floor. So people think that the three reporters who stayed the night mm-hmm. heard her climbing up the stairs. Okay. Um, just a second. <laughs> Uh, people, when they climb up the stairs, feel a sense of foreboding and anxiety and distress, which um, 
Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, with the three reporters that ran out, I think they were feeling this. So I think it wasn't just the footsteps. I think it was also just, like, high anxiety and okay. weird feelings. Where's my, where's my emotional support? There we go. Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. Just gotta put the lip gloss on. Uh, lip oil. <laughs> Um, So they talk about the reporters here. They say after setting up camp in a big room on the top floor, they were armed with two cameras and a tape recorder. And the men each went out into the hall, but went back into the room where they were filled with a sense of overwhelming fear. They heard heavy footsteps coming up the stairs and they all left, ran down the stairs Saying nope, it's not worth it to stay the night. <laughs> See, but then, then I don't think it was the girl then, because if it's heavy footsteps, it could be. We don't know how big she was. <laughs> I think it was Michael Myers. <laughs> That's funny you say that, because one of the stories from Four Paws Second Mansion is the woman who lived there came out one time while there was a tour going on and the tour guide asked her like hey is this place actually haunted and she goes yeah when i first moved in i got really freaked out because there was a guy who would sit in my bathroom when i took a shower (laughs) and she goes i just named him michael and learned to live with it (laughs) (laughs) wait Not a visual medium, but the way my eyes just got—I like—that's <laughs> what that room. I'm sure. I'm sure she named him after Michael Myers. Learn to live with it. Well, yeah, you got to. If you live in a haunted location, you either learn to live with it or do you move out. To certain extents. Right. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, the next thing that this website talks about is called the spirit of the thin man, and. Uh, they think he was a former teacher at the school, and this is the black suit and top hat man. Um, he says he visits people in their rooms of the mansion, and two eyewitness accounts. One is Delmar Klob, which with the, we went over that story. Um, oh, it says after Delmar Klob turned on the light, he saw a blue flash that disappeared. And two nights later, he was awakened again by the detailed apparition of a man in a black suit and top hat who was standing at the foot of his bed. No! (laughs) No! So that's terrible. Um, Also, we have in 1964, Mr. Westchesky bought the mansion with the idea of using it as a place for office and his home, and he published books on the occult. We know that already. In 1967, Mr. Mr. Westchesky was working at the desk in the library, stopped to take a break, saw in the doorway... Oh, I think I went over the story. I just didn't say it Mm -hmm. was was Chesky and saw the long-faced man with white hair dressed in a black suit who was studying him. Oh, see this one. Some stories say it was Charles Wade. This one says it's the thin man. Who is it? Yeah, well, not, I, not we'll never know. <laughs> um, and then we have Charles Wade. It says, uh, various people have heard an unseen presence frantically flipping through books in the library. Perhaps this distressed entity died before he was finished with the latest gardening project and feels he has unfinished business. Yeah, probably. Uh Uh-huh. And then we have a child apparition. In 1959, two college students moved into the front basement apartment. One night, something woke up one student who was usually a sound sleeper. He looked up and saw the head of a floating child. We went over that story. The floating baby heads. (laughs) No, 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 that. (laughs) 
Then we have the spirit of Amy. When a St. Paul spiritualist medium by the name of Roma Harris came to visit the mansion, he felt a shadowy presence of a teenage girl who calls herself Amy. She had many happy moments playing at the mansion's piano. She had dined young and perhaps hang around, hangs around the mansion where she can, was still, where she was happy making music. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people think she lived one. there during the art school days of the mansion, which interesting. Um, and then we have a spirit of a civil war general. I didn't mention this one, but people think this is Chauncey Griggs himself, the original owner. Um, so Roma, the same uh, medium, saw a civil war officer Jeff dressed in general's blue uniform with gold trim. And as the original owner, Chauncey Griggs was a Civil War officer, officer and, theori- and it's theorized that Chauncey likes to keep an eye on his mansion, since he did build it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. And then we have general activity. Many unexplained but typical incidences common in haunted houses have been reported, but no specific entity has been found to be responsible for the noises, annoying behavior that makes the living uncomfortable or befuddled. <laughs> befuddled befuddled (laughs) yeah so windows that have been firmly closed even nailed shut have been found open in the morning we went over that (laughs) um a lot of footfalls on the staircase we've been over that shadowy presences have been seen uh students who rented the apartments have been shaken awake to find an undistinguished apparition head floating above their beds we've been over that (laughs) doors open and closed by themselves Rasping coughs have been heard from empty rooms. Light bulbs suddenly shatter. Paper bags have been known to jump off shelves and jump across the floor. People in the mansion have felt presences walk by them. Some of the presences happen to appreciate art. While working at the art studio with a skylight on the top floor, students have felt presences peering over their shoulders to get a good look at the drawings in progress, perhaps studying them with interest. With interest okay yeah that's <laughs> what yeah that's all fucking crazy that's yeah wild it's that's what i'm saying it's insane and to look at it you know like you yeah. said you you knew you liked that house i like creepy stuff yeah but yeah it never stays with one person for long yeah. So yeah, that's the Chauncey Griggs mansion. Well, that's crazy. Chauncey Isn't it? Griggs. Fucking crazy. Right? This is really warm. Well, it is a candle. I mean, that is fire you're holding. Cold. <laughs> you're cold? Freezing. I'm really warm. <laughs> also, just got really exhausted. Sweet. Fun times. Yeah, fun times. Well, that's crazy, and I have to go buy and look at it again. Yeah. I'll give you a tour sometime, because I'm probably going to quit this tour job, because they aren't getting back to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Find a different one. Yep. But yeah, that's all I have for you today. Well, that was crazy. Right? I am thoroughly drained. Yeah, so sorry about that. (laughs) Well, we'll see you next week. Happy October. Happy October. Happy almost Halloween.
Was that funny? Yeah. Peace out. (laughs) Bye.